Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Classic. This is episode 27. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. And tonight, we are bringing a classic interview. It's classic, what, it's about two years old, I guess? Mm-hmm. Interview that we did with Brie Graham. Right. Now, how in the heck would people know Brie Graham? Well, she w- played, uh, uh, she, she was the... I guess the female Flash in, in uh, Heroes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, Officer Parkman's love interest. And uh, Hiro Nakamura's uh, nemesis. Oh, yes. And, uh, wow, talk about an, a character that grew on you. You weren't sure you could trust her at the beginning, but she grew on you. I was disappointed she that, that, that he had killed her Yes, off. I think a lot of people were, but mm-hmm. then again, the way the show was going... It was it was going off the rails. It was <laughs> off the rails anyways. So she, she was uh, one of the high points of it. She was definitely one of the things, and so when she was gone, what else was there to watch in Heroes? Siler just busting heads. And I know, that, that gets old after a while. It does, it does. Yeah. Now, if he would pull that stunt in Star Trek, I'd be totally for it. Well, the... Something's going to be happy in Star Trek. I yeah, but not that, not that. Not, not, uh, right. But anyways, back to regret. She did... Um, she did with her brother, right? A comic book, right? A zombie comic book. A zombie comic book, and this is what this interview is about, and it's still available. So if you have not, uh, if you if you're into zombie comics and you want to try a look, see what she did, mm-hmm. she's done tons of different work. But you know her from Heroes, but she's also done some comic work, and mm-hmm. we hope you enjoy this interview. Grant from Heroes and writer of We Will Bury You, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm here to help you, Matt. called a geek or a nerd. I'm sure many of you, our listeners, feel the same way. Well, tonight we get to speak with a real geek goddess who has crossed into the sci-fi, horror, and comic book genres. If you enjoyed such shows as Cold Case, CSI, Miami, and Heroes, uh, having played Hiro Nakamura's speedy nemesis, and if you have also enjoyed such horror movies as Halloween 2, then you enjoyed the work of our guest tonight, the lovely uh, Miss uh, Bria Grant. Miss Grant, welcome and thank you for taking time to talk with us on the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me. 
I, I just want to say I loved your character, uh, Daphne on Heroes, and was very mad when they killed her off. There was other people that they should have killed off uh, before you. <laughs> wow. Should I ask you who? <laughs> <laughs> well, I may have been some. Yeah, yeah, Miles, who would you want to kill off? Come on. Yeah. Tracy, um, you wanted Tracy knocked off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a direct yeah. line to Tim Kring. I'm going to call him and let him know what, what you think. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> not really, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, but, you know, there were certainly a lot of good, memorable moments in Heroes, and uh, a lot of them you, you were in. Uh, it was kind of sad to see you go. Oh, thanks. So, <clears throat> so uh, if I remember correctly, you kind of joined the cast of Heroes when in season three? It wasn't at the beginning, right? Right, right, yeah, season three. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about how did you end up on Heroes? I mean, here you are, you're doing, um, I guess, the other show that you were kind of regular on, maybe at least semi, was Friday Night Lights. You were on a few episodes. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I had gone and started doing Friday Night Lights at the uh, beginning of the writer's strike, um, which uh, happened during that time. I don't know if the rest of the world was aware of it, but I, I think most people knew it was going on. And um, I did three episodes, and that was all they had written, and then the season ended because of the writer's strike. And I have no idea if my character would have gone on and done, you know, been around more or if that was the end of my run there. But um, I did that, and then I got this phone call. I went back to L.A. because Friday Night Lights shoots in Texas, and I, I got this phone call when I got back to um, L.A., and they said, you know, uh, the writers from Heroes really like you, and they wrote this role, and they want you to come in and read for it. And you know, Friday Night Lights was actually my first TV show that I had. I had done a couple of guest stars before that, but um, Friday Night Lights was the first big thing I had done. So that was so out of nowhere that anybody had even was even aware of who I was. Um, so I went in and read and um, then tested up against a couple of people and ended up starting the show um, not too long after those Friday Night Lights episodes aired. So um, I think all that aired in the fall of... Oh, God, I don't even know what year it was. I have no idea. <laughs> um, what I, it was in the fall, and then I was on um, Heroes by the summer, wow. which is pretty fast in the acting world. That is. Uh, when Heroes was 2008 was when you were on Heroes. 2008, yeah, right. So my so my Friday Night Lights stuff um, aired in uh, – I shot it in the fall of 07. I think it aired early 08. Yeah, I think that's what it – that's what IMDb is saying. If it's if it's accurate, it's not that, always. That sounds about right. I was. I mean, I went and did Friday Night Lights, and I went back and had to wait tables again because I, I the writer strike was going on. I couldn't get a job, and and I was waiting tables when I got the phone call from Heroes. You know, the only good thing to come out of the writing strike, well, probably for writers as well as writers, there was good stuff for writers, but for us as the audience and people watching, was Doctor Horrible sing along blog. That's right. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't have had that if it wasn't for the writing strike. So I'm glad for that purpose only. But that obviously was not good necessarily for you as far as acting goes. Right. right. It was not good. But there were some good things that came out of it. And I think a lot of people wrote some good stuff during the strike. You know, they couldn't sell it or anything. But I think maybe they were at home coming up with brilliant ideas. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Well, we certainly hope so. And that's kind of cool that, you know, people were noticing and they kind of wrote that role just for you in Heroes. Yeah. I mean, Yes and no. I, I like to think so. But I, I think in reality, um, the story they tell me is that they said, oh, we'd love a girl like that girl from Friday Night Lights. And they were like, well, let's see if that girl's busy and bring her in. And I, I still had to audition and do, you know, a big, big song and dance to get the role. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was nice having some people on my team when I went in, for sure. Some people who were pulling for me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, your character had the power of speed. So I would, a lot of special effects had to go into uh, making you look like you're running extremely fast. Or the scene where you're beating the crap out of Siler in that alternate timeline. Right. Uh, 
I'm, I'm interested. Can you tell us how, how some of that look was accomplished? The magic of movie making. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it, I was actually running around a lot. I was doing a lot of running. Um, but they would just, everybody stood really still while I ran by. And, um, you know, they would speed up the cameras. And this is sort of it. I mean, they some of it was on green screen. And to be honest, like, I don't understand the difference between when you use green screen and when you don't. But for the most part, it was people standing really still while I ran, and then they would just speed everything up. Mm-hmm. Similar to the to Mossy's power where everybody, you know, he would freeze time, but in reality, everybody was just standing really still. And <laughs> and that was how they froze time on the show. Right. And those, those made for some real good scenes when you saw those types of effects happening. They were almost just as cool as some of the stuff they actually did special effects with. It was kind of an amazing I, – I feel like they really – I mean, you know, I, I keep saying it. it was not that big of a deal, but they definitely thought it all out. And, and especially just, you know, the first scene I was in where time was paused and then, um, you know, there's like papers hanging in the air and stuff. And that's all either, you know, CGI or um, just amazing production design, uh, someone actually making things stand in the air and stuff. And, and that's sort of the fun part of Heroes is that they – every episode had such a decent – size budget that they could do something like that um which is amazing because a lot of shows like that i feel like don't have the budgets to pull off the amazing effects that they had did you have a stunt double that you had to work with or was it you doing everything for the most part it was me i they you know there's they're very they're very protective of of actors because i guess you know if i break my ankle or something then i'm they're pretty screwed for a while but um, (laughs) true yeah, they would, I don't know who they would have running around. So during the fight scenes, you know, they would have me do a lot of it. But then when it came to falling and stuff like that, they no one wants me to be doing that. First of all, I don't really know how. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm sort of a weakling, and so I think I would uh, get hurt. But um, yeah, they they tend to have a lot of stunt doubles. But you know, I get to do a lot of a lot of stuff like punch and. and Kick and that kind of stuff. What was the uh, working atmosphere like on Heroes? Was it was it laid back, or or did the directors run a tight ship? It was unlike other shows I had done in that they take a lot of time to shoot one episode for sure. Uh, I think one. I think it, it was about for for each episode. I, and you shouldn't quote me on this because I'm not sure, but I, I think it was between ten days and two weeks to shoot one episode, which Whoa. is um kind is, a lot that's for television. Long. Yeah, and which I think, I mean, to be honest, I think that's one of the things that happened is that, you know, that it gets expensive, you know, to do that, to have that many characters and that many effects in that long of a time frame. They always had two um, shoots going at once, so, you know, they would be doing shooting two episodes simultaneously, pretty much, two units going. Um, and so for that reason, it was like, you know, rush, 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 but at the same time, they had a little bit more time than some TV shows, for sure. Well, now, I'm going to ask you a question, I'm going to, and if you don't want to answer it that's fine but looking back on heroes many people have said since uh, heroes went off the air that it, it ended to mix reactions hardcore fans obviously loved to show up to the end but then there were people that felt like it lost its way after a few seasons mm-hmm. do you want to comment at all about that because i mean obviously you are a sci you must be a sci-fi and fan yourself to be doing a lot of the sci-fi you do i didn't know if you have any any, any retrospective on that or any thoughts on that what are my thoughts about that? You know, it's funny. People say that to me um, <laughs> a lot, actually, uh, that people like to walk up to me, strangers, and say, 
You know, Heroes really got really crappy, but you were really great. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it doesn't hurt my feelings because it wasn't like I was writing the show. I guess, you know, I was given material and and did what I could do. You know, um, know, it's really hard to look at something and say that's good or bad when you're in it. Yeah. Which you think I'd be able to step back at this point. And honestly, like I haven't gone back to watch those episodes in, you know, a very long time. I watched them when they were on the air and I, I haven't watched any of them since. So I don't know. I, and, and I don't know if I should admit this, but I actually didn't watch the season after I died. (laughs) Um, I, once I'm on a show, I didn't watch the rest of Friday Night Lights either. Um, once I'm on a show, I kind of don't watch anymore because it gets, it, it takes away a lot of the magic for me. So I had watched Heroes up until that point um, when I came on. But then after that, it's like, you know, I watch it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. That's on, like, that soundstage. And, you know, it's just not. Oh, it's true. It's not the same. It's, <laughs> I know, you know, I know, you know, what, maybe even what writer wrote the episode. You know, so it's sort of like the magic's gone. So I'm not sure if I could be, if I could tell you whether or not it was good or bad after right, that. Right, right. When I joined. Well, you know, I think the, the, no matter where you fall on it, there are certainly characters and there's moments in the later season, especially season four. And did they go to a season five? I don't even remember anymore. No, but, I think season four is the last. Yeah, you know, there there are certainly moments with Samuel and many others that, that really stuck out. And a lot of there was actors' performances that stuck out, even if the scripting maybe was less than stellar. But, you know, I would say even there, there's probably some writing moments that were strong. And looking at some of your recent work, though, let's move on from Heroes here. You've been doing a little bit more in the horror genre, it seems like. Uh, is that something? Uh, and one of our listeners actually asked, what kind of draws you, I guess, in general, to the sci-fi, but maybe to the to horror and thriller movies? Do you kind of seek those out or do they kind of come to you? You know, something... <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I, I, you know, it, I guess it's a chicken and egg thing, but um, something definitely happens once you start doing stuff that in the sci-fi horror genre that then people do seek you out for it. So I, I think one, I, I've like openly said that I love horror movies. I love sci-fi. I, I, I've always loved sci-fi, and uh, and so that does mean that people send me a lot of those scripts probably more than someone sends me, you know, the romantic comedy. In fact, I would actually say no one has ever sent me a romantic comedy saying, I want you to play the lead. <laughs> not, not ever once. Um, <laughs> which is fine by me, although I could go for a romantic comedy every once in a while. Um, but what draws me to it, you know, one, the people are sending them to me, so I definitely read a lot more of them and probably have a stronger opinion about them. Um, I don't know. It's always been what I've liked. I, I think I sort of have the taste of a, of a 14-year-old boy and that I like movies where things blow up and people are screaming. And I, I just – I like that stuff. And I think there's still so much so much room in those genres, whereas with romantic comedies or something like that, I rarely see something that I think is innovative and new. Whereas it's so – it's cool to see what's happening, I think, in the horror world and in the sci-fi world. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's that's a very non-specific answer. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> I don't know if it should be like the the blood or the 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 bad guys. I don't, I mean I don't know. I I just think that one there's a lot of there's I mean fortunately for actresses there's a, there's a lot of women in horror movies which is super rad and um you know women and strong women at that which is cool and and sci-fi as well. I mean you can't you know, talk about sci-fi without talking about Alien or something and, and just talking about the strong women that are that are in those movies. And so 
when I read a script like that, it's often that I'm reading about some strong female lead, and, and that's I like that. I think that's that's something for me to be drawn to for sure. Do you ha- do you have a favorite uh, strong female lead? You mentioned um, you know obviously um, the Alien movie, but do you have a strong female lead that you really have loved in horror or maybe sci-fi? Um, in movies, yes, or in television, or it's just in movies. Um, uh, yeah, either maybe either or both. So, um, I mean, in TV, I would definitely say um, I loved Alias, which is a little less genre, but um, and I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was definitely my favorite show, hands down, forever. Um, for movies, yeah, I mean, I love Ripley. Obviously, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, you know, and, and I'm, I mean, I do the same in comics. I would definitely am drawn to the to the comics um, with strong strong women. Like I love Cassie Hack. I, I read Hack slash. You know, that's that's one of my favorite comics. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a good <laughs> question. Like specific right. strong female leads. I don't know. Yeah, those, well, those are the ones I'll go to though. Yeah. So if you're a Buffy fan, are you also a brown coat? Um, oh my god! I listened to you guys' um, podcast with the brown coats. By the way, I okay. haven't seen it. I haven't seen oh, cool. it. Um, I love to hear them talk, though. It was uh, it was actually it was kind of inspiring to listen to them talk. I, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I, I loved the idea of them making their own thing, and then to hear them talk about the people recognizing them was just sort of like heartwarming to me. But oh, yeah, I haven't absolutely. seen it. I haven't seen it. I loved Fire. I loved Firefly, but I, I haven't seen uh, the brown coat movie. Oh, yeah. What is it called? It's called Brown Coats? What's yes, Brown Coats Redemption. But I was actually more insinuating, you know, or do you consider do, do you love Firefly basically? Oh, I see what the question yeah. was. Um yes, I did love Firefly. It was yeah. I or I guess I still do. Yeah. And some strong female characters in that as well. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. So now now you're a comic book writer. Um uh tell us about that. I wrote a book that came out, started coming out maybe about a year ago, um, called We Will Bury You. I co-wrote it with my brother. Um, and then it came out in trade form a few months ago. And then now I'm writing, co-writing another one, um, which is the Suicide Girls comic book. And they're both out on IEW. And I think Suicide Girls comes out in April. I, I don't quote me on that though. I'm not sure about Ooh. that. Let's talk about these comic books for a little bit. Tell me uh, what what is We Will Bury You about? We Will Bury You is a zombie comic set in the 1920s, and um, my brother sort of had this idea to write about characters that you don't typically see in sort of these like leadership roles. You know, there's like a zombie apocalypse, and then you follow politicians and cops and people with money and people trying who have all these skills, and we we wanted to follow people who have. Um, not not typical skills, um, but more like street smarts. Um, so we followed. Uh, it's the story centers around a, a prostitute, uh, a taxi hall dancer, which is, um, you know, uh, it's paying for dances or possibly more, and um, a uh, a thief. And they're both lesbians, and you, we follow them and see how they um, fight the zombies in the zombie apocalypse of of the jazz era. Right. So any any reason we're set in the jazz era itself? Well, for a lot of reasons. One, that's one of my – I I was a history major. That's one of my favorite eras. But two, uh, I think there was just a lot of changes going on. You know, uh, one – well, we, we played with time just a little bit. But there were, um, you know, the, the crash of the stock market, um, women's rights, and – also, just um, things going on in Spain, Spanish Revolution, stuff like that. So we were we kind of went 
um, kind of wanted to combine all these historic events that were happening and and put a bunch of zombies in the middle of it. If that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that gives you a lot of material to pull from then too. It does. <laughs> yeah, zombies are, are you know hot right now, kind of like when vampires were a couple of years ago. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I don't know. Zane and I like to tell people that we started writing this comic when I was still in Heroes. So three years ago, um, we started writing it. We like to think we were ahead of the curve, but it, then it took us a long time to get it done as projects go. You know, things, our artists dropped out. We had to redo a bunch of stuff, um, whatever. So we like to think we're ahead of the curve. I don't really know if we were. Um, I don't know. I think... You know, for a while it was pirates, I feel like, and then maybe robots, and then vampires, and now zombies. I have a theory, mm. maybe werewolves are next. Oh, so, maybe. Yeah, right. maybe. And then ghosts, or something like that. Ghosts? Ghosts is a good one. Yeah, that, that, would, also, that would also work. <laughs> yeah, I was just curious, because you do, we do seem to go in phases in science fiction and horror and... Um, and uh, you know, I think I think one of the resurgences with zombies right now has, of course, been Walking Dead. And yeah. have, have you have you read the comics or seen the show? Yeah, both, both actually. Um, I loved the comics, and I've liked most of the episodes of the show. I I um, uh, yeah, I, I feel like they were that they came on pretty strong, and I, I feel like they're kind of still finding their way. But but they were good. I mean, they were good, and I thought the effects were good, and. You know, I think AMC is doing some really cool stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And the and the response to uh, "We Will Bury You" has been overall positive. I assume um, it is, and it isn't. You know, I, it's it's a weird thing. You know, it's funny when I first started writing, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, you're an actress. What what the hell are you doing? You're trying to write a comic book," which is weird because you know, I, I guess the assumption is that we're dumb, but <laughs> or but. But it's weird that people don't assume that we're creative. Right. Um, and, you want, and you want to diversify, too. Yeah. And, and for me, I'm sort of a creative person who gets bored really easily. And, and actors, we have a lot of downtime. I mean, time when we're working, I mean, I'm, you know, I may go on several auditions a week, but I, I'm not going to book them all. You know, so at best, we're working, if we're on a show, we're working, you know, eight months out of the year. That leaves a good couple months for me to sit around and lose my mind. So... You know, I, I'm going to be writing something or doing something else, um, you know, taking up some sort of hobby. And um, writing comics made the most sense for me because I already read so many comics. Right. You know, and, and really it's not that far of a departure from I mean, a lot of actors write scripts. Why not write a script for a comic? Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Zane and I originally started writing scripts and um, we quickly realized that it was not um, terrain we were familiar with at that moment. Um, so we moved over to comics. I mean, Zane, my brother, he also wrote short stories and stuff. And, and now I'm trying to write more scripts, um, as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as an actor, you can do a couple of things. You can like use your downtime as that, you know, and, and, and hang out and, and do whatever you want, which I think is totally legit. But, um, for me, I have to stay a little bit busy or else I, I, I just could not be just an actor. I think it would kill me. Right, right. <laughs> well, now you, you obviously have a you must have a fairly close relationship with your brother to be do, to be involved with the comic creation with him, and then in other projects as well. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the process of taking a comic from beginning to publishing. I mean, what's that like? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's different from everyone. You know. Um, you know, you we pitched and um, 
we, we pitched like, like a normal people would and sent over our ideas and IDW let us write it. I think we pitched like 12 issues and they were like, we'll give you four, which <laughs> we were happy with. Um, you know, I don't, we were very ambitious. And then, yeah, we, at the time, um, we actually had Ben Temple Smith for all of our interiors and he actually couldn't, ended up couldn't, he couldn't do it because he went to go do Dead Space or Dead Space 2 or something. Then we, so we had to find an artist and then, you know, you write a script and then the artist writes, you know, starts drawing and you realize that everything you've written is total crap and you wrote things that are way too complicated and way too much for one panel. So you end up rewriting a bunch of stuff. Um, and then you end up getting these pages back and they're beautiful and you can't believe someone actually took things that you wrote and made them into art. So that's sort of an amazing process, I think. Um, and, and with Suicide Girls, it's also been really amazing and I'm, I'm working with Steve Niles and Missy Suicide, so we all have a lot of opinions about it. So it's, you know, it's a fun process. There's a lot of people doing a lot of work on it, which is good and bad, I guess. Um, but in the same way that acting is, you know, you have a director, you have a DP, you have actors, you have writers. You know, you're all trying to put in your creative stamp, I guess, in some way. Hmm. So tell us, uh, you mentioned Suicide Girls. Tell us a little bit about the premise for Suicide Girls for our listeners who might be interested. Suicide Girls is a website. I'm sure you guys know about it. It is um, uh, a website with naked girls on it who have tattoos, right. <laughs> which is exciting. Um, and they wanted a comic book. Um, they've sort of branched out into essentially everything. I, I think Missy Suicide is sort of creating an empire over there. And um, I don't know, they, they were like, pitch an idea, see if we like it. And I was like, sweet. So I wrote up this idea and um, it was, it basically it's the idea I originally pitched, which is um, this sort of elite uh, uh, not crime fighting, elite fighting team of women. Um, they're all suicide girls and they use the website as sort of a communication tool or, and um, a front and they fight this giant um, religious organization that's trying to take away uh, women's rights and suppress women's sexuality. Um, and there's cyborgs in there, which I sort of insisted on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the, get- the religious people have a lot of cyborgs too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you, have, you get you get you get the sci-fi bent in there as well. I, I kind of wanted it, and and I had this whole idea that I mean, the reason I think Suicide Girls is sort of a cool site is because um, the women on there blog, and they do they design their own photo shoots, and they sort of humanize. I mean, there's there's a ton of naked girls on the internet. Let's not be crazy, but I, I think Suicide Girls sort of humanizes the the girls and they say like look these girls have personalities they have interests they like music and that's why I think it's like an interesting site like I kind of like being on there and looking at the photos and then looking at the you know at, at what kind of music they like and it's just sort of like rounds them out as like real people as opposed to just uh you know naked girl with her legs spread or whatever you know um which there's nothing wrong with that I mean power to you whatever you want to do um but I so my idea was that uh, robots were the opposite of like a a human woman that I don't know that, that, uh, that works at all, that metaphor, but for me, it, it was my, that was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I asked, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you asked, you asked. <laughs> no, no, but, but, but it does play into, it continues to get you into the writing of, of comics and stuff like that. Uh, what future projects do you have in your plate other than maybe, I mean, obviously you're still working in these comics. Are, are you done writing the suicide girls? Is that a finished project? Mm-hmm. No, actually, um, Zane and I are just 
doing rewrites on issue three. So okay. issue one and issue one and two are in the can or issue one is done. Issue two is still being drawn. Um, we're writing issue three and then I think four will be the final issue for that. It's just a mini. Very good. So you're breaking into the comic book world. That's kind of cool. And you've obviously, yeah. you, you've been a comic fan then. Yeah. Yeah, I have for, I mean, not as long. I, I feel like I'm always very behind on, um, on the sci-fi comic horror world, especially because my friends, I feel like are the most well-read and nerdiest of the nerds. So they can like bring up stuff that I'm like, I have no idea what that movie is, or I have no idea what that book is. Um, but, but yeah, I've, I've been reading comics for maybe 10 years or so. Oh, very cool. Do you have a, do you have a favorite that you go back to? Uh, ever, ever, e- ever, of ever all time? of all time. <laughs> Putting you on the spot uh, you know, the here. The comic I, I read that got me into comics was The Invisibles. Okay. Um, that was that was one of my my favorites of all time. The one that I get excited for every week is X Factor, or every month is X Factor. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I did not grow up in comics, so I'm you know I kind of grew up. My sci-fi was reading. I, I read a right. lot of sci-fi, and then I got into television and movies after that. And every once in a while, I'll get into comics. I'm into Walking Dead. I love The Walking Dead, but I don't watch. I don't, I don't get into a lot of other comics. I don't have, I don't have the time. That's more, more than anything. But It takes so much time. And I do feel like the more I write, the less I read, which is unfortunate um, that I don't have – I just don't have the time to go and read everything I want to read. I have a stack of things to read yeah. on my shelf right now, which is depressing to me. <laughs> well, Bria, if I could add one more thing to it. I, I ran into somebody uh, locally, uh, him and a few of his friends. They're putting out their own zombie comic book. Uh, well, it's a World War II zombie comic uh, <gasps> called Fubar. Oh, <laughs> that sounds so, uh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So you, yeah. So just you know, maybe something check out. Uh, you know, in your future reading. Yeah. I wonder uh, they, if they, we need to combine at some point and do some sort of you know how the zombies went from nineteen twenty to nineteen because mine's in nineteen twenty nine. Right. That's you know? right. So that that could be like you know the stretch that they've still been there or something. We need to maybe mm-hmm. combine our forces somehow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah crossover. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What 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 future projects do you have in your plate? Let's see. I have a movie coming out on Sci-Fi Channel this year, which that's I guess the one Sci-Fi thing that I have going. Um, called Ice Road Terror. I don't know when that airs, but it's a uh, I play a scientist who's fighting a giant ice creature. Um, so that's pretty fun. And um, and then I'm working on um, a couple other comics projects that we're pitching to various people right now. And then I, I wrote a I co-wrote a movie, and um, we're hoping to shoot that in the fall. That's the the thing that I've been working on the most, and it's um, an apocalyptic road trip movie um, that I star in along with my co-writer um, Vera Meow. So that's what I'm working on right now. Oh, very cool. Well, uh, I love post-apocalyptic stuff, so I'll be looking. Well, forward it's to not that. post-apocalyptic. Oh, it's, it's apocalyptic. apocalyptic. So it's happening during an apocalypse. Oh yeah, that I don't want people to be confused and to right. think that it's you know, right. Absolutely, it's no Mad Max. <laughs> Break out the guns! No, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and speaking with us here. Uh, before we go, where can people find out information about the things that you're doing and the things that you're involved in? Um, my website is briagrant.com and I try to update it once a week or so with just 
things that are happening. And, but my Twitter is really the best way that, that I update every day, obviously, and, and get to communicate with people a lot more and talk to fans and talk to people. Um, and that's just at Bria Grant. Thank you for being with us here tonight, Bria. No problem. And chatting with us here on the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. 